0: Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up!
1: Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs>
0: Victory,
2: Kentucky! <laughs> like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad. Bad girl. This is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron oh! Daniel! Aaron Harrison beyond
1: police. We did it. We beat those British We pastor. beat the British. Second, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting
2: hello everybody happy friday to you it is november 10th 2023 and this is kentucky roll call on big x sports radio we made it to the end of the week roll a go. great morning it is uh a little chillier than it has been feels a bit more like fall this morning you can warm up though with a Hot cup of coffee at Thornton's, along with fresh fruit and other breakfast sandwiches. Uh, Thornton's is great. Go ahead and stop and get your day started right. Nick Rash, how you doing?
1: I'm um, I'm doing well. Uh, it's a game day edition. We've got the cats and our favorite friends from Commerce, not to be excused with online shopping, Texas. As uh, we, I think it was Scoot who said it yesterday, but got a game day. Got cats in Alabama tomorrow. Um, and, uh, I went and watched the the cards last night, go to banana land in a wildly entertaining game, a game that went from like boring to entertaining in the flip of a switch. It was, uh, ACC football is where it's just, they're all like bad teams, but they play crazy games because they're all just kind of bad.
2: Yes, correct. That was a crazy game. We're going to talk about
0: it. Scoots, our producer, Justin Kalen. How are you? I am good. Uh, I I too am excited that it's Friday. I've got a game tonight. I'm not excited about driving up to Indy to do that game, but that's what I'll be doing today after I get done with Denison. Of course, no Spears today, which is a big bummer. Gonna miss that here on this Friday, but no, I'm doing good. I got a lot of sleep last night. I went to bed last night. Louisville was kicking some butt. I was feeling good about my bets. Woke up this morning, checked the score, and was like, oh no, not good. So I I can't wait to laugh at some Louisville today.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to like have something to root for, so I put. Uh, I was doing kind of a dollar per drive on U- the U of L game. Oh, just betting just, each drive. Yeah, that I, sounds I just to, so much fun. I just wanted to start with a dollar though, just like because I, you know, sometimes I'll put heftier bets on drive bets. But usually that's like when I'm going to sleep or I'm not going to stay up for the whole game or it's the Sunday, you know, Sunday night football and I just do the first drive uh, just because I want to have a little skin in the game just to have some fun. But I was watching the whole U game, so I was like, I want to do dollar drive bets and just see how much I could get it up to. Got it up to $19. Pretty cool. Nice. nice Pretty cool yeah. without losing. Yeah, yeah. I so, guess
1: it would have been, what, like uh, two – probably 20 drives total, give or take, or no, 24,
2: I mean, I, I don't know how many there were. Um, In the second half, it was saying like the seventh or eighth drive. That was in the third quarter, so I don't know. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I don't. Either way, that's a that's a fun way to do it. I um, I did the same, but I just was like, I'm just going to bet services shoddy there. I don't. I'll never know what I can get. Um, But I did. um, Many people in the on the party deck were on Isaac Garendo anytime touchdown myself included so um I did cheer for that that score because that was that was a big one it felt it felt like everybody up there had gorindo anytime touchdown uh, at plus money. that that that, that,
2: that made me giggle Folks, we have Roush going to Uval games, rooting for the cards for touchdowns, everybody. <laughs> he is fully turned, in case you were wondering. No, that game was crazy. We'll talk about it. I just didn't really have a good feel on, on betting with any of the games last night. I thought yeah. the over would hit in the Thursday night football game. And for a brief moment, they gave me a cash-out option that was like plus a dollar, plus two dollars on my bet and I was like, eh, maybe I'll take it. And I was like, no, I still feel good about it. And then five minutes later, it was like a cash out option for half my a bet amount. So uh, it didn't hit, the over didn't hit. So my cold streak on NFL, uh, I'm still doing well on my locks of the week. I, I'm eight straight weeks, lock of the week, no wow. big deal. Uh, but just like my other bets, not not all that great. But uh, yeah, the, the, the drive thing was kind of fun. Just having a dollar, seeing what I could make of it. Well, uh, if,
1: crazy, you're, crazy if you're game. $25 better, I mean, that's what you did. You bet $25 on the game just Wait, one little bit at a time.
0: So I'm confused, TJ. Did you bet a dollar each drive or did you do it like a show parlay where you just parlayed your winnings into the next drive?
2: Like a show parlay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's so it
2: was, it was a good time. Yeah, it, it was nice. Roush, glad you had a good time at the game. The atmosphere looked solid. The crowd looked like a normal UVA crowd. It's just yeah. too big of a facility. Too many seats, but uh, the people there were, were lively. The glow, the jerseys oh. looked okay, but they obviously didn't glow in the dark. But, like, obviously a well-lit stadium, things that glow, it needs to be dark.
1: The glow game was a farce. It was a complete lie. It was a fraud. I was I, I, I even found somebody that gave me glow sticks. I was very much excited. I, I did not have my drugs, but I was still excited for all the glowing and the neon lights. Uh, it, I thought they were going to do some sort of light show. They they, they did not. They, they didn't do anything. They didn't turn out the lights. They didn't let any... There was nothing... Zero glow game aspect to the glow whatsoever. They didn't shut like, well, the maybe lights maybe off we'll once. That. Not even, not before the game. Not at halftime. Nothing. That's I, a bummer. I didn't. Yo, huge bummer. Huge letdown. Total uh, misleading advertising. It was, it was atrocious. An abomination. I, I'm disgusted by the lies that are being told by the University of Louisville.
2: Wow. Yeah. I. I mean. So I've got mixed feelings on the glow game, the concept, all of that. It it was a football game against Virginia that when they were planning at the beginning of the year, they may have thought, is there anything we can do to have this game stand out from other games? If we can just make like an additional 1000 students interested, is there anything we can do? So they came up with the concept of the glow game. I doubt they thought that they would be eight and one or nine and one, I guess not, not in one now, eight and one going into that game. Uh, I doubt they thought that a a shot at the conference championship would be on the line. Um, But, So, like, it was a little gimmicky for what was a pretty meaningful, important football game. That being said, sports are supposed to be fun. If you have something that can get people excited, even if it is goofy or silly, I I guess I can at least understand it or respect it to a certain degree. Um, But yeah, that's wild that, like, they wouldn't have turned the lights out to some capacity or, or play or lean into the gimmick in some degree. But, um, I, I, you know, I initially kind of wanted to just like rip on it off the get go because it is like a silly thing for a college football game to do. But aren't sports supposed to be fun at its core? Yeah. So, you know, whatever, maybe a swing in the miss from U of L. I actually thought the jerseys looked okay, but yeah, like you know, Ooh. when you got things that glow in the dark and it's not dark, it's just going to look like it did. But yeah, I, I can't believe they didn't at least at the beginning of the game turn everything off and make it look kind of cool.
1: Right. Like, here's our hype video. They had the little clip from the Donner with, uh, what's his name? Hudson. Brian Hudson. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is is cool. I can see where you're going. But they didn't, I, I was expecting them to turn out the lights, have some sort of, just anything. Anything to give us our... 2 minutes of glow and they didn't even give the fans their 2 minutes of glow. Well, it, it was it was it was disgusting.
0: Even like on a timeout, I was expecting they would just like flip the lights down one time so you could see the cardinal bird glowing on the side of the helmet, but yeah, we didn't Sounds like you didn't even get any of that. What what a no. missed opportunity. Is, do you, do we think it's because they have old school lights that take forever to fire up, so if they turn them off, they they can't come back on right away?
2: That's what yeah. it has to be. I would think yeah. Probably.
0: But like, you know, at that
2: point, then just make the make us all wait an additional five or 10 minutes. Maybe the learning lesson from the glow game was better for a basketball game. Those lights can go on and off during intros. You have all the glow go and everybody goes with the flow and it's a good time on the go. But I did have a good laugh at Mike Rutherford's idea to spell out. Thank you, Cincinnati and neon glow sticks in the crowd and turn off all the lights. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be, that, that, that'd be pretty good. Um, but U hangs on, gets a win. Well, hangs on, comes back, gets a win. Oh, I suppose man. wild turn of events. U up fourteen to nothing. And when that was going on, Roush, when U was up fourteen nothing, it was looked like it was going to be like a seventeen to nothing win or twenty one to three win. Just a boring football game. I so did, boring. It, it did cross my mind that like. This kind of reminds me of early Mark Stoops UK football, where like UL's defense is solid. I mean, they've got some players on that side of the ball that will probably give UK some issues from time to time. Uh, But on offense, it's more just don't mess up. We've got a good running game. Let's try to stick to that. Obviously, Braum can't help himself to a certain degree and likes to throw it around. Uh, but, you know, as long as the offense doesn't completely shoot ourselves in the foot, we should be okay. We should give ourselves to win a lot of games. And that's exactly how it's played out. Now, they, Brahm, you know, I think went away from the running game, trusted Plumber maybe a little too much. And then just like that, you blinked and... Virginia was right back in that game, Roush. But it, I think this U.S. Well, football team is solid. But you, my biggest takeaway from last night is U.K. should go in there and end their home winning streak. Um, and it really probably shouldn't come down to the last possession either.
1: Yeah, so the it's very clear the strategy to success against the University of Louisville fighting Cardinal Birds. It's make Jack Plummer beat you. Um, Virginia stopped the run and before Garendo had that long touchdown run. 117 yards rushing on 29 or on 30 carries. I mean, they were getting absolutely stuffed that, that, that salvaged their stats, that big long one where they end up more than five yards to carry, but it was much uglier before then. Um, so if you can contain Jawar Jordan and make them inefficient, right? Cause that's what a lot of it came down to. There was a lot of third and sevens where you've got to, you've got to put Jack Palmer in an obvious passing situation. And, he can deliver at times, but then he also has the catastrophic pick six. I mean, that was kind of what we were waiting for. And so a boring game went from 14 nothing Louisville, which one of their scores was on a just black punt in, that they caught in the end zone. Um, I mean, Louisville had seven offensive points for basically three quarters. They were struggling because they couldn't run the football. Um, and then Plummer throws the pick six. nothing game is 21 nothing in the blink of an eye. Uh, only took three minutes of game time, uh, but then I mean Virginia did have a ball bounce their way. Guy fumbles it right to another a teammate who took it sixty yards to the house. Uh, then there was the long stoppage. The stoppage for the injured player took about as long as that. It actually took him to come back. Uh, they did say T.J. They had an update. UVA did that. He is uh, has feeling is all his extremities and is is doing well at U of Hospital. Uh, so that, that delay that was-, was good news
2: that delay was nearly as long as a halftime. And you knew instantly that was se- it was serious. You knew instantly that it was probably going to be something serious just when you saw it live because that was a brutal, brutal football hit. Like, that was.
1: So, did they, did they review it for targeting? Because I, I only saw one replay after the game, and I couldn't. I mean, I don't think he got hit in the
2: neck. He got hit, like, a little high. It but was, was look. I mean, looked like he just got drilled in the head, and like he was already kind of stuck up. So like it, it looked like his body was basically like being held up, and well, then somebody a, came across and came yeah. across like came at the top of his body. I mean, it was incredibly violent. Like if you if you if people are like, I think football's too violent. I don't want my kid to play. That would be filmed to show. So if you want your your kid to play football, hide that film because that yep. was. Brutal. Yep. But they heard, that, heard that from a mom in
1: the stands. Is like, that's why you don't play football.
2: You know? No, <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, yeah. But Paris Jones, there was good updates as the night went on. Uh, supposedly medical staff did a great job. And, no, I, I don't know if they – the delay was so long that, obviously, I was more focused on the NFL Thursday night football game. Um, so I wasn't necessarily paying attention to what they were saying. They even went back to the studio the delay was yeah, so long, as yeah. we mentioned. And they uh, – So I don't know if they reviewed it, but I don't know how that wouldn't be a penalty. I mean, his head just got absolutely rocked uh buy another oh. helmet. So oh, the cards got
1: some home cooking. Just period. Big time. Last night, oh, big I mean, time. and I mean,
2: U fans don't try to argue it. Poor Locke. I mean, he's first off, he's got to just he's Locke. Secondly, he's a Virginia sports fan. Thirdly, that includes Virginia football. So give him a break as is. But you look at the replies to his tweets when he's complaining about the officials, and it's U fans. Some of which are just trolling Locke, which I guess to some degree oh, that's fine. brings it upon, he, him, upon know, himself. And right. then, but but some are like legitimately trying to say like no that well you know we didn't get home cooking oh yeah well how about this there were some that even brought up like U L basketball against virginia as if that's the reason they've lost to <laughs> virginia a million times since they've been in the acc poor Locke he just wanted a virginia football win for pete's sake but that last play well the the Virginia's fourth down pass, that was clearly pass interference. Definitely should have been called. Um, it was hands to the, the face right off the line of scrimmage, but definitely pass interference there. I don't think Virginia was going to find the end zone that final drive, anyways. Um, but yeah, U of L did get bit of benefited from some calls. But yeah, hey, it, yeah, it seems like
1: everybody does at home, Roush, except for UK. Oh, well, except for UK, um, which is a very good point. I, uh, I had never, there was a couple times. It was one where Virginia got flagged for defensive holding on a run play, and I don't think I've ever seen that. Just – it just it doesn't. That never happens. Uh, the one P.I. they really got I – th- I thought they got bailed out on. It was bang, bang on third and long, and Plummer hadn't done anything. And he just chucked it deep to thrash, and the refs gave him a P.I. The, P- the, the, the game-ending pass interference was much, much – more physical than the one that Louisville caught, but hey, you're at home. Uh, it happens, um, so I, the, the cards live to die another day. The, and, um,
2: and also for like the targeting on the when the player got injured or helmet to helmet or unnecessary roughness or whatever they would have called, uh, they did score. You know, it was a beneficial break that the guy was probably maybe momentarily paralyzed or and lost the ball. Like you know, the, it's not he just. The ball just fell out and just right to another Virginia player that had a clear avenue to scoop and score it. Had that ball fallen out just like an inch forward, you can't advance a forward fumble. It would have been dead right there, but it happened to just be right there like backwards, which you can, you know, good old fumble ruski, and they they took it to the house. So it still was a beneficial play for Virginia, even with that player getting hurt. And he's doing better, and that's most important. But they, they could have gotten 15 yards on the – on the kickoff, you never know. And then for that block punt for L, credit to U L's punter. That was the best punt I've seen this college football season. I think it was right down the sideline, and it just it, – it, I always compare punts near the sideline to the yodeling man game and the price is right. And <laughs> if, you, if you do bad, you go over the top. But he got it right there on the money and put them on, like, the two-yard line in L's defense, which, again, I think up front is really solid. Uh, Duck Storm was getting abused, though. Danke or on Brown should give him a whooping when they play in the Governor's Cup. But their front seven is legitimately pretty good. They held, and then they got the block punt. But all the credit to the punter for causing that seven points for UofL, just to pin Virginia really, really deep. And, Roush, I, you can't really say this as a U.K. guy without it coming off as a, as a hater, but it is true. Like, the ACC is horrible. Oh, yes. it's, it's just not good football and I get it like uh, we, we all love our buddy Mingus and anytime you say something bad about the ACC he'll show up in the mirror like like you know uh, Bloody Mary uh, but it's just not good And you know when Mississippi no. State plays Arkansas, that's not a good football game because those are not good football teams And so often I'm watching ACC football and it's not good football and it's because the teams are not good. And I don't blame Uval can't control its schedule in the conference. No, they're, they're taking
1: advantage of it.
2: I mean, they're taking they're, advantage yeah. of it. They're not looking pretty in every game. I mean, they barely beat IU. They barely beat Georgia Tech. Uh, that, but it doesn't matter. They they don't pay pictures on on the score on the records, and they uh, they are in a position where they're going to go to the conference championship game. Uh, unless something just absolutely kind of freakish happens. I think there's one scenario where they don't go, but otherwise they're pretty much punched in. And they'll have a chance to win the ACC. I don't think they'll beat Florida State, but Roush, you've talked about it more than anybody. When Brom has a big game, and this is noteworthy for Kentucky as well, but when Brom has a big game, he's probably going to coach a little bit better when they're versus when they're playing a Virginia, a 2-7 Virginia, or a 1-5 Pittsburgh team. He gets up for the big games, and sometimes there's some letdowns for the smaller games. So that's something to keep in mind for the U.K. game. And despite UofL and the ACC, or despite UofL's okay, they're a solid team, but despite the ACC being the worst Power 5 football conference by country mile, uh, they're having a fun season, and I understand yeah. the hype around it.
1: Yeah, um, it was. Uh, you were kind of waiting for that letdown against a bad team, and I also wonder too. I mean, how was Louisville blowing out all of these teams? I mean, it's almost like the the ACC has uh, an upper tier TJ that's just very like they're, they're good tier. Or you know, you throw Clemson, Florida State, I guess Miami and North Carolina in there.
2: Are you talking then, about
1: this this season or just this, as like a program this, this year? Like it's like oh whoa, no, whoa. It's,
2: it's Florida State and they're in a tier of its own. And then I think there's like uh and then I yeah. think the next tier is like, hey, we're solid football teams,
1: right? And then it's just you know walking trash. And, and then it's you may as well go get six A in Kentucky. But but here's the thing though, is that they can be fun on any given moment, and they're so random and inconsistent. It 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 can produce entertaining games. The thing is, is Louisville's gotten, like, every team's hot garbage until last night. Last night, they finally had a defense where, uh, watching from the end zones, I mean, they just had nine dudes within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, throw it over us. Just try. Just try to do it. So, I'm I'm fascinated by how that matchup will will happen in two weeks. There's a – there's still a – the sense I got from fans is – um, I, I had one tell me that, like, really none of this matters if we can't beat Kentucky. I'm tired of losing to that team. Um, the, <laughs> and they're also, like, kind of nervous about it. Some of them have completely, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're beating Kentucky. No doubt about it. But there is, it's tepid because I think they're, they are at least aware enough to know that they, they've they taken advantage of a bad schedule. So, I, uh, it, that should be a doozy. I'm curious what the kickoff's going to be for that. We've gotten a couple night games out of that, a couple nooners. I the thing is, TJ, with Louisville winning this, if if Kentucky beats South Carolina and even if they just play close against Bama, usually Clemson Georgia Tech gets that noon ABC window. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a noon ABC game for Kentucky Louisville.
2: Yeah, I was you're reading my mind. I was literally gonna to bring it back around to what time do we think that kickoff is going to be, because we'll find out on Monday. Uh, or should find out. Um, I don't think they can flex any more games, but I could be wrong about that. But we should find out on Monday. Uh, yeah, and, and also I was just going to add, Plummer's such a, a, a mediocre quarterback. And we talked about how Milro isn't going to really plan on throwing it to the middle of the field. It's not a good idea to do it against Kentucky, and it's just not part of his game plan to begin with. Goes to the middle of the field very rarely. Boy, it seems like Plummer, I'm sure there's stats out there that would either maybe prove this or disprove this. It seems like he loves going to the middle of the field, which bring that on, baby. Like, please. They're going to be super like self-aware that we cannot turn the ball over against UK. I think you're going to see U of L really try to establish the run game against Kentucky. But if Kentucky can get up in that game and try to bait Plummer into some throws, he just loves making mistakes. That dude is really good at making mistakes and Kentucky can be all over him. I think U of L is mean, undefeated with just, uh, with Devin Leary, at quarterback. And I, and for part of the season, we debated if, if Leary or Plummer, you know, who was better, uh, but Leary has shown over the two weeks that, that he, is, he is better. Um, y- y- you know, you lost to Pittsburgh if you read You can be undefeated right now. You should be undefeated. You lost to a two-win Pittsburgh team, and it's because your quarterback play isn't very good. So uh, I still feel good about the Governor's Cup, but well, it's not Satterfield. I tweeted out yesterday, like, this is still kind of like a Satterfield team, although L brought in the most transfers of anybody else because they wanted to get rid of some of those dudes, and I don't blame Brom for that. But it's still kind of like a Satterfield talent level, but it's just got a competent coach. <laughs> yeah, That's the way yeah. I look at L this season. Um, yeah. All right, uh, we got a thir- Thornton's. You know, we should get, like, a, a breakfast sponsor, maybe, like, Thornton-specific breakfast sandwich or another breakfast sponsor uh, for when we read the the text in the first segment. Uh, This is a a long one here, Uh, and there's a picture involved, and it looks like uh, a PVA picture. Morning, fellas. We almost got the typical Brom blow-up last night, but they pulled out a close one. Roush, looks like Cousin Brian is moving in right behind my house. I can hit a six-iron to the lot. I should... Should I sacrifice a goat or a couple chickens on the property before they break ground? Playing 18 this afternoon, is there anything better than fall golf? Have a great weekend. Go Cats, John and Lake Forest. John, where are we playing today, buddy? And secondly, uh, fall golf is great, scoots, as long as you stay out of the leaves.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And the walnuts. You got to watch out for the walnuts, too. Yeah, it's gonna be a
2: little chillier today, John. But enjoy it, have fun, and uh, yeah, thanks for telling us where Brian Brom's gonna live.
0: <laughs>
2: oh man! Uh, a texter on the Thornton sex line says, "Who? Uh, oh, plumly Bros getting his in. He knows. He knows the drill." What is yeah. the one song that gives you complete and total flashbacks to high school? Um, want your body? Need your body? Uh, And only because it sounded like, in the background, he was saying Joe Biden.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was a great song. Great song. Um, It's just the first one. Really, uh, I think I'm So Paid would be it for me. Uh, A little Akon, a little Wayne. Really any Akon, like featuring Akon song.
0: Mine would have to be uh, To the Window, To mm. the Wall. That was when I was in grade school. Mm. Maybe that was middle school. That might not have been high school for me. Yeah, I think uh-huh. it was middle
2: school for you.
0: It had some staying
1: power though. It I mean of, with lyrics like, like that, it's gotta have staying power. <laughs> um, good to see Papa Roush on the party deck smashing a barbecue. Sammy oh. L's Down Cats Me Bama Saturday, twenty seven twenty four. Good night. No. Had one too many Jack and Cokes.
2: No, we read the, the text in the first that are sent in in the seven o'clock hour. That was sent in last night. Well, I just
1: went up. I don't I can't I can't tell. But yes, it was good seeing you, buddy. You know, I was, I was needing that sandwich. You, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh man, the, the beers just they need something down there. They need they need more. So, shout out to the. the I couldn't do the Papa Murphys. It just, I mean, it's Papa Murphys.
2: Uh, there was a really hilarious tweet. Um, uh, let me I, I, read I think... this one, and you can react to it. I'll, Who is the best closeout close in basketball out. out of you three?
1: Best closeout. Does, does Scoots even know what a closeout is?
0: I think it's probably me as the answer, but I'm so short that it's not going to stop anybody. So it doesn't, I, that it automatically rules me out.
1: If you actually shoot it, I'm going to, uh, like, I, I, I make very random noises to
2: try to distract you. I, I, I'm i one of the... Oh, uh, you're one of those guys. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, jeez, please. Um, sure. I, you know, I, I would. I think Roush would probably be the obvious answer with his frame and size, but I'm an underrated close-outer. I, I was a very fundamental close-outer where, like, I'm boxing you out to the wall till I hear the whistle and the drill, you know, uh, which was always pretty annoying to go against, I, I'm now realizing. Uh, by the way, here's the tweet I saw. Of Roush, you brought up Papa Murphy's. If you go to the Fed FedCred stadium, you're not going to find Papa John's, but you will find Papa Murphy's. Roger a- Sherman tweeted out. Louisville simply swapped Papas. Murphy's not the step-Papa. He's the Papa who stepped up. (laughs) It's a great tweet. It really is. And they did Uh, swap Papas.
1: They did. They They totally did. Uh, I also appreciated that they they did that before uh, even naming the stadium. So even when it was unnamed Cardinal Stadium, they had Papa Murphy's all over
2: the place. Very amusing. Very amusing. Uh, somebody wants a recruiting update from Nick, um, that who, with who will be at the game tomorrow. We'll get that in the next segment. Johnson's in a long one. We got to go to a break, John. So we'll maybe try to get that in, in the next segment. Uh, but Dylan Ballard texts in, he says, the schedule does suck, but Hey, they can only play the teams on the schedule. What would each team's record be if Kentucky and Louisville, if they switch schedules, Kentucky would be undefeated and I can't be convinced otherwise. Um, I think Kentucky would win that home game against Notre Dame. Not Notre Dame. There is nothing special about Notre Dame this season.
1: That this is why those idiots need to shut the hell up in the summer about their out of UK's out of conference. Yes, like you play, you play who you play, and you all got a bunch of garbage ACC teams. So like, just just take it. Like you you can't control it. And are they are they mad that the ACC isn't better right now? No, they don't give a damn. They're nine and one. Like I, wins are wins. It doesn't. The schedule's the schedule. You play who you play. It's so stupid.
2: Yeah, you tell them. Thanks for texting in, Dylan. Hope you're doing well. we got to take a first break. Long first segment there. We're going to come back. John, we'll get to your text. We still see it there. The Cats play basketball tonight. So and the comp- Cats play a pretty significant football game tomorrow. And we've got uh, just under 90 minutes to talk about both of them. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big X teach me back and tuck, teach me teach me back and tuck. teach me back and tuck teach me teach me back and tuck all our players dunking. all all our
1: players dunking. all our players dunking. you ain't messing with Kentucky teach me back and tuck. teach me teach me back and tuck. teach me back and tuck
2: teach
1: me teach me back in welcome back to Kentucky roll call Post game show is brought to you by
2: Christ I can't find it the hell with it Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Oh. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Get your text in. Uh, we try to make a point to read the text in the first segment. The text in, we missed one, uh, so we'll get to it. It's John. Good morning. Hey, you guys in the text line are the best. You make the morning more exciting. I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good, good night. Woohoo! I have the cats beating Commerce by 28-plus, and Wagner will be the guy tonight. The fun doesn't stop there. The football cats will beat the Tide by three. Um, Mr. Davis will have two touchdowns. I'm saying it and claiming it. Let's go, BBN. Well, you'll have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.
1: Well, John, I hope you're right. I uh, hopped on the cats at 23 and a half, and I think it's up to 26 now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That is a 7 p.m. tip. On SEC Network+++, plus plus plus, so got 27.5, sheesh. A lot, of, a lot of line movement there. Um, the Lions from Commerce, TJ, they scored exactly 46 points in both of their um, first two games against Tech and uh, A&M, the real Texas A&M. Do you think that if Texas A&M lost, they would have to be Texas A&M College Station and then Commerce could just be Texas A&M? We're going to fight for the, the, the A&M naming rights.
2: I don't think it, it works that way, but it's a good idea. Uh, you know, I'm not against it. They should do that with all the Cal schools because Cal
1: Berkeley just gets to be known as Cal. Everybody else is UC Santa Barbara or um, UC, you know, there, there's a bunch of them. Um,
2: yeah, I'm glad you got on when it was 23 and a half. Uh, it, it was going to move up. There were some tasty line, opening lines. The twenty-three and a half there, and then Louisville-Chattanooga opened at U of L given seven and a half, and I, I know that that has come down a little bit as well. Although I don't, I don't know exactly where it's at, but uh, yeah. So UK and U of L in action at the same time tonight, and oh gosh, got- it's down to four and a half. You can't. Oh, plus 160 on the money line. Come on. Oh, man. If you would have saw my tweet, although I'm shadow banned, well, actually, the money line wasn't out there, so we don't know what it would have been. But you could have gotten plus 7.5. Yeah. Also, man. Scoots, you really missed out not taking the chocolate I offered you yesterday. It is so it good. good. Yeah. yeah you, really,
1: you screwed the pooch. Yeah, really I don't need any I, also,
2: chocolate. Um,
0: look how good that looks.
2: does look good. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's, a, Good radio that's there. some chocolate right there. Yeah, why don't you describe it to the listeners?
0: <laughs> looks like the surface what? of the moon. You've got craters all over it. I don't know what you did to that chocolate before you opened it, but it does look tasty.
1: It's just an it extra looks like chocolate. Uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, some of Pete's, Pete's sweaty balls. <laughs> Great skit.
0: Well,
1: yeah. For those familiar, he's not wrong. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also saw a line out there, they've uh FanDuel has some early champions classic lines. Do you do you do either of y'all want to guess the Kentucky Kansas early line on FanDuel? Kansas uh four
2: and a half, five and a half. I'm in that range. Scoots?
0: I'll go six and a half. Five and a half.
1: So <laughs> yeah. I all over it. TJ did guess two lines, so we're gonna take the, his first answer, and you all meet in the middle beneath those Georgia pines. Um, I'm taking the win there. Okay,
2: you can take the win, but uh, so excuse yeah, me, six and a half, five and a half. I would have been okay with that. Okay, all right. well, uh, you, you all, we'll, play, everybody gets a point range on guessing spreads. That's everybody knows that rule. I know, and you all crushed it. You all nailed it. Uh, if
1: that feels about right, uh, I'm curious if it will. Change if Kentucky wins by forty again or not. Uh, I I doubt it would have any dramatic effect on it whatsoever. But I certainly could see Kentucky having another forty-point win tonight. TJ, I I want this to be a, a, a fun a fun experience. Just just like it was uh, on Monday night, correct? Yeah, Monday night.
2: Yeah, I, I think I will default to this take, which is always great for sports radio hosts to say. Is this game is Mostly meaningless. We will not remember it in a month. We may not remember it too well in not a week. Not the Classic? I mean, come on, TJ. It
1: is challenge. Um, Jeez, Lee. How I mean, so disrespectful can you be to the event. Maybe we'll remember the name of the Wildcat Challenge.
2: <laughs> Who could forget A&M Commerce coming for this uh, such in, prestigious tournament?
1: And Livingstone... Or, no, not Livingstone. Stone, Stone Hill. Hill.
2: Stone, Stone Hill got Hill. a big win. Stone Hill got a big win last night over our nation's military.
1: Oh, wow. Do they beat the Air Force Falcons? Nope. The Army Golden Knights. Oh, man. That's tough. Really disrespectful but, to Coach Kelly.
2: I get that you can't have like seven foot three centers at some of our academies. Um, but why why do they always stink at basketball? Like, discipline can go a a little ways in basketball. I mean, look at some of Billy Galissi's best teams. Like, you'd think that you could get pretty good basketball teams at Army and Navy and Air Force. Not like National Championship or Final Four good, but, like, go to the tournament every blue moon. Yeah, I, I guess, has any
1: of the teams been good since David Robinson played for Navy?
2: No, I don't think so. I really yeah, I don't. I could be wrong. Maybe there was like a, a fun Cinderella run from Air Force or somebody I'm not remembering. But you like you would think that yeah, they would be you. at like as consistent or better than like a Central Florida. I, I mean, I'm just picking like a random middle tier program. Do they are they in a conference? Because yes, that... they're in the Patriot League. Okay. Or at least some. I don't know. Air Force may be out somewhere west, but uh, Navy okay, and yeah. Army are in the Patriot League. Air Force is probably – I think Air Force is Mountain West, come to think. Of um,
1: and Air Force probably I- – I feel like they've gotten frisky in recent years. But well, you're right, TJ. That's a good point. I- I- I've never thought of that. Because the football teams are regularly frisky.
2: Well, and also, like, it makes sense that maybe football wouldn't be as good. You're talking about, like, having teams that have to have ginormous rosters and depth matters, and at the end of the day, they may just not have enough defensive linemen, offensive linemen that are going to be competitive enough. But you are right. I mean, you'll see one of those teams ranked every so often, and it's not something totally out of the norm. But basketball is just like five or ten dudes. You're telling me you can't get enough right, like yeah. academy guys that every – I'm not talking about like every year. I'm just saying once every five or ten years. People are like, why are they talking about the service academy basketball programs? And it's a fair question, Roush. It really is. <laughs> it's a fair well, question.
1: It's a part of our Texas A&M Commerce Preview because we don't <laughs> we don't have much on the Commerces, the Lions from Commerce. The uh,
2: Wildcat Challenge. <laughs>
1: but um, I do think that – I love that everybody's drunk on Rob – Rob Dillingham. Uh, oh yeah. So I would like, I would like Justin Edwards to prove me wrong because I, I you know I've just I've always been worried about how he finishes inside. Uh, so I, w- I would like to see him turn about face rather quickly because I, I thought he did that after the first ten minutes or so um, on Monday night. But so if we if we can get some more Justin Edwards getting to the rim, maybe dunk on somebody's face. That mm. would be cool. Uh, also. The Matt Sack has a like a you just got dunked on by Reed Shepard, and he he hasn't dunked on anybody. So we need we need Sack to have a video to actually use that meme because he just has Reed he's dunking. Dunked,
2: no, and uh, he's dunked near people before, and I think the Canada game he he got somebody side by side. I think. Yeah, so. I mean, it was it has there hasn't been like a posterization, right? No, and I and I don't expect him to posterize,
1: but like. You know, maybe like the foul and dunk on him sort of deal. Like an action. The side-by-side, it, 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 you know, those don't always do it for me. A good one, I, I need Sacks meme game to go up just with an awesome Reed Shepard dunk.
2: Wow, Roush calling out the sack pack on a Friday morning. I'm not calling him out. I, well, I, I like, his like it.
1: We just need a, a better play for him to use that. If it you don't keep great. the
2: sack pack on their toes hungry, I mean, he's going to UofL games. On Monday night like we got we got to keep him on his toes uh, the whole pack really this is important this is a big weekend this is a big blue weekend even some oh some would yeah. say. Where
1: wear your blue tomorrow well, you have your blue ready TJ
2: oh yeah well so our good friends at, at home field they, they've been a partner with the show in the past uh, they're they're not currently they're not at the moment um, but I, they they just do good work, and places that good do good work deserve to to get shouted out from time to time. They really Roush when they most recently were doing a partnership with us. I don't know they gave us some some like gift cards or something to use. I never used mine, and they released this UK jacket that's pretty simplistic. Kind what of looks, what's that? Yeah, yeah. It just looks like a classic old jacket. I was like, oh, that's nice. I've got this credit. I need to use it. Uh, this looks. This is something that I don't know if I'd spend money on if I didn't have the credit. But I've got the credit. Here it is. I'll buy it." In between sizes, Roush, and it's a jacket that's meant to like not be buttoned up. So it's supposed to be off you. Know? So it's not like I'm ever going to be like buttoned up too tight. But I've always kind of default with if you're even asking, you probably should go a size up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good. That's point. like my philosophy that I've always kind of abided by or tried to. Doesn't always pan out. Sometimes you're stuck with what you got. But I like I feel like if you ask, you normally should go size up. It fits really well. Like it's a good fit. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But do I want to be like I just kind of like baggier. I like a little I like a little bit of space. Yeah, you like a little bit of wiggle room. You probably need to see me in the jacket to be able to well, maybe but, during the next the, during the next segment, I'll model it to you. Oh, on my Yeah, video chat. that's that's what
1: you should do. We fashion need we need show. TJ to fashion
2: show, fashion, fashion show, show at Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, because the other part about one of those jackets too is, I feel like you would typically wear maybe a hoodie, like a a thin hoodie underneath too, so you can get a hood action if it gets chilly. So you 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 want your coats to be bigger
2: naturally so i don't know i I think i'm gonna have to send i think i'm gonna send it back but um you you, you would just need to see it it is a very cool jacket they do they do good work um it was not necessarily a a cheap jacket but like i said I, i probably uh with the credit and they were nice to to give that to us we're friends with them they're friends with us they do good work um our one thing I will have about the basketball game, because I don't think you, uh, it's going to be a pretty forgettable game. I think Kentucky's going to win by 30. Yeah. Um, I will be curious to see with Kansas the next game, Roush. I do think in the first half, you may get an idea of what Cal's vision is. You may. I, he because and I re- the reason I say you may is because he still may be in pushing button mode and he, he probably is still in pushing button mode you know Cal likes to push buttons turn up the volume on some people turn down the volume on others pull a little bit more get on be ho- tougher on some people love up some others you know he's always trying to play some of these games as coaches will always so often do um but I do think like I've got an inkling that like I'm curious. I want to see what the lineup looks when there's 13 minutes left in the first half, and what kind of offense UK is running, and and all that sort of stuff. Because I do think maybe Cal's going to tell us a little bit in his brain how he thinks it needs to look against Kansas, and then that will give us a better idea of what to expect in the game against Kansas. That's really the – and that may – hey, Lucy, that may be a reach, but that's really the only takeaway that I think we may be able to have is I think some point in the first half, Cal's going to show his hand a little bit.
1: Um, It would be nice if uh, the Cats rebounded well, continued to. Um, showed us that they, they don't need to have the uh, the seven-footers to be able to do that. I Also, part of me, too, is how, how long is Cal going to be content doing the five-out stuff? I mean.
2: And that kind of goes back to our conversation talking about, like, is this going to be two different U.K. teams? This one that we're seeing and enjoying, and then once you have to implement one of the seven-footers, which, by the way, Big Z's back at practice. Uh Oh.
1: I did not know that. That's great news. Did that? Did they share a picture or something?
2: He had some of the players like saying that he was good. Okay, ready. Right.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I guess yeah. Trey Mitchell did talk with the media yesterday. So,
2: yeah. yeah Antonio Reeves too. Uh, Antonio Reeves like described a story about how he blocked somebody's shot, and uh, it was crazy. And then somebody else told a story about how they. Like cows talking and just being a bored kid, he just jumped and hit his head on the backboard just to like do it. And somebody's like, "Hey, what are you doing, man?" He was like, ah, "I'm just bored." But he said it in like a Transylvania accent, and then had a cape. Uh, I just was very <laughs> bored. Wouldn't that be cool to just be able to hop up and hit your head on the backboard just for all poops and giggles? Oh yeah, for poops My- and giggles. Must must be nice, but uh, yeah, I think that's the only thing I'm going to be looking for is like once you know, you're going to do your starting lineups and you're kind of going to go through the motions there to get things going, but when the game gets into some sort of rhythm, is Cal going to show you what he thinks it looks like against Kansas? But that being said, even against Kansas, Roush, I fully anticipate it being a uh, give everybody a chance until somebody emerges as the hot hand. And I'm talking strictly the backcourt. The frontcourt's very solidified, it feels like. Like, you're going to get Trey Mitchell, and you're going to get a Duthierro until one of the big guys comes back. And you can't really mess with that to really any certain degree. Um, But the backcourt, I think you're going to see Cal just, all right, you know, we're going to start with Wagner, Reeves, and Edwards, but Dillingham and Shepard, you're going to get plenty of chances to show that you deserve more minutes in the second half. That's where where I think it's going to be for probably the first couple months of the season, really. Maybe even the entire season if everybody can hold water. Yeah, it,
0: it
1: and that—that's what does make this this team a lot of fun too is the amount of options you you have in the backcourt. There's there's a lot there's a lot, um, and and how consistent can they be in a night to night basis? We'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll find out throughout. Uh, the course of the year it's a long season game two tonight 7 p.m sec network plus darren hedrick and cameron mills calling it for the uk sports network sec network plus espn plus plus yeah nice
2: good good crew there uh yeah and folks bear i mean we're trying to talk about the uk a&m converse game bear with us we're trying you know we're not forcing takes necessarily but we are maybe trying to look for talking points i'll give you a take Uh,
0: Oh, cannot, my goodness! Cannot stand when Cameron Mills does Kentucky games because it's all Whoa. the whole game. It's we. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. You're not part of the team, bud. You're the broadcaster.
2: Uh, he, he, was, the, he, he was.
0: He's an alumni. I, I understand an that, alum. but he is not currently a part of the team. So stop saying we, Cameron Mills
2: hater. Very much. Scoots is giving one
1: him. One. is giving him some journalism advice. Oh, uh, but here's enough. the thing,
0: Scoots. We got a
1: here. I know there's a lot of call like uh, Ole Miss. There's a lot of those guys. That's how they call their games. So it's not uh, as common. Like it's it can be commonplace elsewhere, but it hasn't been at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, Goose doesn't do it, and he's on the main radio call.
2: We're gonna talk hour number two, Kentucky roll call football, Cats, Bama, next roll cats.
1: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we
2: decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number 2, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. And Kalen on your Friday morning. One hour left in the week. The first full week of November, and it's been it's been a good one. I think with UK playing on Monday, it's thrown me off a little bit. Made the week a little longer than normal, just because I've got UK on Tuesdays ingrained in my brain. Although yeah, we earlier that's really you know you don't really totally get into that until conference play. Although after tonight, their next game is on a Tuesday, a late one. Roush people forget that. We're How the late one in the Champions Classic. Oh gosh. Oh man! I know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I well, don't know. It's well, you know like
2: nine forty-five. Best case scenario.
1: Right, gets over with at midnight. That's where being on Central Time would just be glorious. Can we, can we get Andy Bashir? You got four more beers, Andy. Just let's just put the whole state on Central Time.
2: I wonder if he's gonna drink them before his uh, inaugural address. Oh yeah,
1: what was that? The Zoom call thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. But we should need be, should be lively.
1: Central time really is the bet. Like I, I, that would be just so wonderful to watch sports on Central time.
2: I hate to to beat a dead horse, uh, a broken record, if you will. But this is ridiculous how dark it is. I know it's not new. I know we've done it our whole lives. But after we got teased and lied to, I know we. I thought we the American government, Roush.
1: No. Damn government always lying to us. Something we all love to talk about on this. But in show. all
2: seriousness, I don't know if it just hits differently now that like I'm totally in toddler stage. Obviously last year she was one and she could run around and we'd play outside and whatnot. But I I don't know. It's just like we I'm pick we're picking her up when it's dark outside. Uh, or almost dark outside it's not really dark outside and we have an hour we've like literally an hour to play outside and do stuff until it's dark out and then i definitely have like noticed her mood changes where i think just like internally it's like hey it's dark out i'm tired i'm gonna be a little crabby and Mm -hmm. so like but instead it's you know 605 and it's like well you know we haven't had dinner yet you're probably you're probably hungry um, so I just haven't enjoyed it, Roush. It's especially been annoying this year for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I will say though, there
1: is a. It's much easier to contain the boys if it's dark out once we eat dinner. But I have to try to incentivize them, like we need to go outside now to play, or else we're we're toast. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's part of just dealing with the wintertime, and it makes me. I do want to watch basketball more, though. You know, I'm starting to get that, that itch a little bit. Um, it was very bizarre being in those parking lots last night. And I'm like, gosh, why does it – where is everybody? And it's like, oh, the game doesn't start for 45 minutes. It's just been dark for an hour, and it's 630. You know, you just – your brain's not used to to adjusting uh, adjust yet. But um, it's sh- it, – sun's going to be shining tomorrow, though. TJ, have you, have you checked the weather recently for what we're going to have uh, at kickoff?
2: No, not yet. Uh, I think it's going to be highs in the low fifties, lows in the thirties. So my guess would be like around kickoff, it's probably going to be a, a cool, like 45 degrees. It's going to feel like a, a fall morning, but by the, oh
1: man, this is, this looks great. 60 degrees at kickoff oh. at, at, at halftime, uh, 57 at kickoff um clouds though so you you won't get that extra warm up from the sunshine um and you might get a little rain early and then oh wait actually no i didn't scroll far enough ahead sunshine in 50 i was wrong sorry sorry everybody wrong day
2: Uh, boy Uh, Ralph butchered that high of 56 sunny skies light winds at night low of 36 so it's gonna be a beautiful day though you did nail that part it's gonna be nice yeah gonna be real nice clark so it's going to be a good crowd. It'll be a good atmosphere. And I think the team will get what it deserves out of the crowd and probably more than it deserves. So if they do well, I think that crowd will be totally engaged. If after the first quarter it's 17-0 Alabama, Roush probably won't be a great crowd, would be my guess. So, uh, but it, it's going to have a chance to be a, a special day for UK football if they come ready to play. And that's
1: where a lot of my – Thinking coming into this, I, I think most Kentucky fans are uh, cautiously optimistic. Isn't the right word? It's a low expectations. Just anything positive happens, will be pretty happy, and don't want to leave the stadium after a blowout loss to another top ten team. Uh, that's that's happened too often. That those, those stats are starting to go around. TJ about Stoops's performance. I think he's one in nine against the top 10 teams and is only covered once uh, against the spread. So it's like, no, should you win every one of those games? Probably not, but like your program's in a pretty good spot. You should be able to knock somebody off or at least play them close on a regular basis. Um, I, I think that one, that those stats have a lot more validity to them than the one about uh, the beating the teams in the SEC with a winning record. That one just felt like kind of, a very weird, but top 10 teams, these are big games. Show up, show up. And the thing that worries me though, TJ, is just the big playability from Alabama, where you can play good for four quarters but have five bad plays and give up 28 30 points to this Alabama.
2: Team. Well, I mean, look just to last night, U of L. I don't think they played good, but they did what they needed to do with the exception of like a few bad plays and a few bad plays had them on the brink of losing at home to a two win Virginia team. So obviously that same notion would apply to Kentucky against Alabama in the sense that Kentucky could play a really good game, but if you do a couple stupid things, it, it could sink your chances at an upset. Totally agree with you on that point. Uh, it's just – you're everybody – it's Alabama. Everybody's going to have to play well. What more analysis are you going to – do you have to say? I would love to see UK really limit the run. Don't give Alabama whatever it wants on the ground. Um, if you do that and you force Milro to throw or at least have to be somewhat successful in the passing game, he certainly can do it, Roush. And there's a chance that, you know, you roll the dice with that and you end up getting beat because he has a really good day and you just got to kind of – you just got to deal with it i suppose but that's i i I think you've got a better chance doing that than if alabama is able to run and hit a couple passes well then you're it's going to be like another georgia defensive performance or missouri defensive performance what uk defense is going to show up i think you need to be able to control (laughs) one part of the game so limit the run big guys up front we've been you know, high on you all year, and you you've had some good moments, but not nearly enough of them. This would change the narrative on the entire season. Stop the run, and if they beat you in the passing game, they beat you in the passing game, and just maybe not as many missed tackles e- either. That's been pretty bad lately as well.
1: Yeah, especially when they get kind of out in open space on the edges of the defense. Uh, that that's where I think the tackling's really struggled. Um, but that we, when it comes down to it, the Kentucky if you look at the kind of power ratings on the teams that Kentucky's played, any top 25 offense has just kind of crushed the cats. Um, Tennessee 14th, the, 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 of the three games, Kentucky lost, they're all top 25. Missouri's the lowest at 22nd and Kentucky did okay there, but that just the field position battle really killed them. So I, I, I want to say that it was one of Missouri's season low outputs. Um, Production-wise, but they scored thirty some odd points because of short fields and you know a, a fake punt. You know that that'll do it as well. But Alabama, they're they're ranked twelfth. SCP plus inefficiency, but a lot of that is just the big playability. And I I do think TJ that the linebackers and their run fits last week was a good confidence booster in that. Okay, we. We know how to do this. We've 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 shown that we can do this at good times. We're not completely. I, I I think that was a big part of it is just seeing it, doing it, getting your run fits back together. Because as good as Milrow was a week ago, LSU has the worst defense. I mean, LSU's defense would be getting made fun of a lot more if it wasn't for USC's. I mean, their defense is very bad. Everybody's putting up big numbers against them, so uh, I do think there's a little bit of that that we need to remember um, going into this matchup. That t- that Alabama is a team that, outside of that LSU game, they've been playing a lot of games in the 20s. So you need the defense to at least keep keep them in there in that range, right? The 28, 21 sort of range to give your offense a chance to make some plays. So uh, I I don't know what the strategy they're going to deploy defensively, at Alabama. Like, is it just a uh, We'll, we're just going to try to sack Leary, get to the edge. But how much are they going to sell to stop the run? I, I don't know. that that That's a question. I just want Ray Davis to be involved enough that he can rattle off some chunk plays that give you some breathing room uh, when, when things start getting tight in the second half, knock on wood.
2: Vegas thinks it's not going to be a shootout by any means. Over-unders 47. The line is holding steady at Alabama, giving 11 points. And Scoot Spears, uh, I don't know if it was Spears or, or Tony or who it was that maybe alluded to this. But, again, that line at 11, you know, if U.K. loses by 11 points, nobody would, would say that it was a blowout. I don't think U.K. fans necessarily would would feel the satisfaction of a moral victory or anything along those lines. I do think we're, we're mostly past that. But – they think it's going to be a close game. And I think, again, I don't know who it was on the Spears show. They're not going to be on today, but normally noon to one on Big X Sports Radio. You know just the casual college football fan, Roush, that's just sitting in in Kansas or sitting in Nevada or sitting in Utah with Salt Lake City Bryan. They look at that spread and they say, oh, man, Alabama's going to kill Kentucky. Alabama, Kentucky, Alabama's Only going eleven. Yeah. Only 11 points, two touchdowns? Are you kidding me? And, you know, 96% of the money line bets are coming in on Alabama, which is not all that shocking. 81% of the spread bets are coming in on Alabama. So, first off, that number is probably going to move. It's probably going to end up being 11.5 or 12 by kickoff. But 81% of and 81% of the bets are coming in on the over. Well, or, or does guess, that... Or sorry,
1: Roush. Go. I was on. just say, does that tell you though that they're since they're holding strong? I mean, they've only moved it the hook. It was at ten and a half. All those bets are coming in. Maybe there's some sharp money on Kentucky that's keeping them from moving it up more. <laughs>
2: I mean, probably, probably to some degree, absolutely. I still think, yeah, I, I still would think it would move a point. But you're, you're right. Or maybe, you know, you'll end up getting a ton of shark money that will come in and, and make Kentucky. It, it'll go down to like ten and a half potentially, despite the percentage. That's a good point. That's worth bringing up. Uh, but point being, Vegas isn't in the business of losing a ton of money often. Like I, you know, if you're just looking for like, huh, this line's kind of stinky. It'd probably be worth it to take Kentucky plus eleven. Just just going off the the way Vegas works sort of deal. And it'd probably be worth your money to maybe take the under uh, from that regard as well, the under 47. Vegas is thinking what, Roush, Alabama is going to win uh, Gosh, I twenty suck at these. A, a, a 30 to 20,
1: no, oh boy. Yeah, I suck at these. It's like 27 to 14. Right? Yeah. So, well, somewhere close, or more than that. It'd be, it'd be
2: a little, that. be a little
1: bit more than that. Um, yeah, I suck at doing those. So uh, twenty, no, it'd be twenty-eight to seventeen. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I, well, I, that, that's close to forty-seven, right? Or no? Thirty to I,
2: seventeen.
1: Yeah. I, I suck so well, bad. It's at, gotta be
2: an eleven-point spread. I know, and
1: like, this is like an easy algebraic equa- equation, but I just I suck. Uh, Scoots, did you pay attention to algebra? I, I once I did algebra two, it was like math done with twenty nine
0: 18, 29 to eighteen. There you go. Yeah, I can normally figure these out pretty easily, but that was a that was a tough one.
1: <laughs> that was a roller coaster <laughs> of us figuring out the math. Our uh, brains,
0: yeah. You know how it goes.
1: I know how it goes. I know how it if goes. If you're, you just... know, if
2: you if you like, kind of, s- s- you know, sniffing out stinky, smelly, fishy lines. Uh, this one's kind of stinky, and so it, it probably could mean good news for UK fans at Kroger Field in the sense of not a blowout, fingers crossed. Would really love it if the
1: Cats came out fast, though, just to not only invigorate the stadium, but but buy into that, like, hey, there's something we can do something here because that's what you have to do when you're a big dog when you were a 27 and a half point underdog and you let Lamar Jackson score on the first touchdown how did you show everybody that you're here for real you score on the first play does does Devin Leary need to come to the line of scrimmings and, and say I love this poop no I love this bleep it would be great Um oh man I just Alabama secondary they've got some pros I, hate, I I. mean, Matt Zenith shared a story yesterday from 1-3 about NFL scouts thinking Terry and Arnold might be the highest draft pick in the SEC as a defensive back. Most people have been saying it's the other cornerback, Kool-Aid McKinstry, this whole time. And then Cale Downs, their safety, he might be their best defensive player, period, and he's a true freshman. Going to be a first-round, you know, top 15 pick here in two or three years. They have some talent in that secondary. So.
2: Well, good. Pros get dunked on all the time. As that, for in tonight. Yep. That's a very good point. Um, and, and say, and I'll add to, I'll add, well, go ahead. Go. You, you, you keep
1: going. I was, I was going to go in a different direction too with, so if you have something on the secondary, go away. Cause I, I kind of want to dunk on Eric Wolford. Can we dunk on Eric Wilford?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that, but just, uh, <laughs> you, you know, thank he He's got something for Alabama secondary.
1: Yeah. Come on, Dane. Give him hell. Um, Alabama fans are really giving Eric Wolford a lot of hell. They do not like him at all. Um, I don't think Kentucky fans like him at all. He's coming back to Lexington. Do we think this is his actual first time back to Lexington? Because if you recall, the reason why there was a lot of Eric Wolford bashing following his departure is that it was relatively late. I mean, it was the article uh, that I wrote back in the day about people being pissed off about Wolford. It was in February. It was like February 1st. It was right before signing day. And he was recruiting Tyler Steen. And <laughs> he, he leaves town to go recruit Tyler Steen, the Vanderbilt offensive tackle transfer. Um, while he's gone, takes a job at Alabama and just recruits Tyler Steen to Alabama. People were very unhappy about it. Do we think this is his first time back to Lexington, period? Because he didn't tell the Kentucky coaches in person he was going to Alabama. He didn't tell the team.
2: Do we no, even, sure, no, no, would you mean, sure even he think he went to, home to move? Yes, I'm sure he came back to tie up some loose ends, sign some papers, get some things. Yes, I, I don't know how many assistants, offensive line coaches, even those that Alabama or Kentucky would have to be able to finesse all of that. Because, you know, you're selling things probably, most likely. Getting rid of some things. Things that you need to get. I know you can do electronic signatures and whatnot, but I would imagine that he went back to Lexington. Maybe somebody can ask him after the game. Do we think there's going to be big hugs um,
1: at midfield? And jocular conversation? Yeah, probably. Probably okay. so. You think they'll be friendly? Okay.
2: I think that they'll take. I think they'll take the high road publicly. See, some part of me is. Uh,
1: part of me just thinks that. They're Youngstown and they hold grudges and they're really petty. So, I could also like, would I be mad if we had a uh, a fight at midfield sort of situation and Vince grabs him by the collar? I wouldn't. I
2: don't know if we should poke the Alabama bear before the game. That's that a good you, point, and that we don't. I, mean, I don't want
1: to feed into that narrative too. That it's like the Cats are a bunch of punks and you know this whole.
2: I mean, you got to bring your own energy, but there is a limit on that. I, I don't want to like because you got to back it up. And you know, I, yeah. I, I don't I think the the Tennessee stuff was so hilariously overblown because of course Deputy Doofus was on the case there. But <laughs> you you if you're gonna kind of if you're gonna talk a little smack, you got to back it up. And I I don't know if you can back it up against Alabama. Just bring your own energy, but don't don't cross the proverbial line per se. Unless you just you're Vince Merrill and you want to whoop Eric Wolford's ass, you
1: know, just. And hey. he's the
2: offensive line coach for Alabama, for what it's worth. Uh, and and Roush is right. Alabama fans aren't over the moon with this guy.
1: Yeah, he's their their offensive lines play has been not great, Bob. They've given up more sacks than any other team in the SEC this year. So a
2: lot of people are saying that Mr. Wolford tore down that big blue wall.
1: I see what you did there. What you did there? That's but, pretty good, but, but you could you could have been a little bit more like Mr. Wolford. Tear down that big blue wall.
2: Yeah, but he but like he he did. It's already it's not the saying. Go ahead and do it. It's that the action had already been performed. So I was taking some liberties with the quote already as is. I thought the comedic delivery delivery was fine though. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, he did recruit Dion Walker to Kentucky though, so thank you, Mr. Wolford.
2: Yeah, uh, I do think that, like, you can trace back a lot of the offensive line's issues to all the coaching turnaround, especially his departure, and just kind of him maybe not being an amazing coach, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, he all. What is weird, though, is that
1: – so part of his – I mean, he did – he was the coach for the best offensive line I've seen at Kentucky. And he had really good – I mean, he had Darian Canardy, Luke Fortner – future pros uh there was some really talented you know that was Eli played for half the year before he broke his finger but they had some really good players the weird part though is that he's had some blue chip guys that just haven't panned out um, they're also starting a couple of true freshmen on the left side so that is kind of attributing probably to that sack problem um so yeah i uh I, don't, I, I can't diagnose those problems but it would be a real real shame if Kentucky just completely owned the trenches against Alabama wouldn't that be fun It'd be a just absolute joy to watch on Saturday uh, and would we'll go a long way to making sure that the cats are are having a fun one because um you know something crazy happens TJ you think completely differently about this season I mean it would it would just it, it would be the year Kentucky beat Alabama, right? You would think about that. And that, as good as the Mark Stoops era has been, this would be his signature win. So the opportunity is in front of you. Seize the moment, Cats, and, and go win the day.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i right there with you. I'm also – I think I'm taking the 2019 offensive line over 2021.
1: Okay. How so? Just the – but they – it couldn't eh, – yeah, yeah. What's I mean, if we wanted to get into semantics, we could.
2: Twenty now they, they weren't a Joe Moore finalist like twenty twenty one was, so you 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 at least have that to your case. But they were snubbed in, in nineteen. They were snubbed big time. That, I mean, just to be able to know that have the defense know what you're doing and still I know so much of it was Lynn Bowden, but it wasn't all Lynn Bowden. It wasn't all Lynn Bowden. Man, that was such such a fun year. Weirdly fun year. Just the unexpectedness of it. And maybe Kentucky makes this a, a fun year, and it starts with a win tomorrow, and then you beat South Carolina, and you finish with a win against Louisville. And all of a sudden you blink, and you're like, whoa, wait. After that October, things before and after that October, things are really, really good. Uh, but it would start with a big upset win tomorrow. Roush is right. It would be Stoops' biggest. Let's take a break and then come back and just really try to rush through some tacks before we give our picks of the week.
1: Let's do it. Um I'm am now I'm trying to get a take to about to, to retort at you. Was Landon Young on the twenty twenty one team?
2: Uh I thought he was He was already gone. Not, he was he was yeah. twenty
1: twenty, it was his final year. So I thought I That's thought so he, but I, I might agree with you in that like that the tackle play was probably a little bit better. And they could Card in nineteen too, you know.
2: Yeah, uh well no he was in the twenty Landon Young was in the twenty one draft. Yeah, but 21 draft. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because that's how time works.
1: Yeah, that is how time works. We're learning Mm -hmm. in time zones, time. It's Mm -hmm. one of our favorite topics here on Kentucky Roll Call. Just like you know, our favorite sunglasses are shady ray sunglasses. You Mm -hmm. can look sharp any time of year, whatever you want to do outdoors, whether you're sitting by the beach, doing a little hiking, maybe some fishing. You need polarized lenses when you're fishing the sea. How the water is moving out there. So go ahead, put in promo code Big X. You'll get forty percent off at checkout, or you can visit either one of their two uh, in-store locations. Uh, and you know, when in doubt, grab a mystery pair too. The mystery pair always rule. Shady Ray sunglasses—they're the best of the best. Forty percent off with promo code Big X. Well, let's take our final break. Come back, get some picks in for the week, and get you ready for an awesome Kentucky. Basketball and football weekend. The crossover is here in the bluegrass. We'll be right back right after this Welcome to Kentucky roll call with Walker and Roush
2: Welcome back one final segment Kentucky Roll Call Game Day Edition Cats play A&M Commerce tonight and in just what uh, just over 27 hours the Cats will kick off against Alabama so it's going to be it's going to be fun it's going to be a fun stretch of sports in Lexington Kentucky UK is going to absolutely roll tonight and then being a And probably a tougher contest tomorrow. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited to get out there. Last time at the Krogue for
1: 2023.
2: Senior day. Won't be a dry in the house.
1: Even though senior day, very confusing with the COVID waiver stuff. It just – because – You can say that again. Some of them have already been through senior day, and it's actually their final game. Some of them are going through senior day, and it won't be. Um they have extra eligibility. Pretty sure Ray Davis does. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, I don't even want to get into it cuz I think a lot of these guys have more eligibility. Uh, but ultimately we're just we'll, we'll figure it out at the end of the year. Hopefully they they've got a better grasp of it over there at the the football
2: facility than I. Do. I would guess that like it still even gets confusing for them from time to time.
1: Especially guys who have just been there for a long time or who haven't been there and you're like, "Oh, you've got more time, don't you?" It just yeah. It's got to it's be uh,
2: perplexing. Shout out to Dick Gabriel. I hope he's doing well. He yes. had, uh, what, like a triple bypass? Yeah,
1: they thought it was going to have to be quadruple. So good thing it was only a triple. And it was very good, too, that it wasn't a cardiac event. They they He's had issues, but they found it in a test beforehand. So he was uh, good to go. Very glad to see that Dick is uh, on the way back up. He is... He's one of the just staples uh, where, like, he's been doing that job since, I mean, I grew up listening to Dick Gabriel on the radio going to, you know, Commonwealth Stadium. I mean, he's, he's been doing it for. That was when he was bearded, Dick Gabriel, too. I didn't recognize him when he first uh, shaved that beard.
2: St. Albert Viking and Trinity Shamrock, Dick Gabriel.
1: Yeah, people do forget that. Yeah, I like what you did there, TJ. You took out the great. St. Albert, the the, the good. The mid.
2: Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Did you all see the Stephen A. Smith tweet that made the rounds yesterday? Um There's I that. know but I, I know what you're talking about. He does a read Stephen A reads your tweet video. I think FanDuel pays him to do it or something. Um and usually it'll be like a weird, just random, off the wall question the one that uh, got 6.7 million views was worst day of the week to be horny yeah. Scoots are on the horn e um
0: i would say monday cuz everybody you know everybody's tired after the weekend on monday so if if you're in that mindset it's it's going to be tough to find somebody else who is cuz you're going back to work you're you're just not ready you know you, you, you're just not going to be ready on monday you're just not
1: ready, Roush. No. Not ready. Uh, you are ready for a little tomfoolery. I would say Tuesday because we've agreed that Tuesday is the worst day of the week until Kentucky basketball starts happening on Tuesday, and then you're just everybody gets frisky. Yeah, but also it's Kentucky basketball. Do you you're you're frisky for the basketball to watch that? Not
2: you know, yeah, but there's a carry your... there's a carryover from that.
1: It's Kentucky basketball is an aphrodisiac. Well,
2: this is like—I know we have a bunch of U of L fans that listen, but it is actually like every UK fan's best love making is after a UK sporting event win, isn't that right, Roush? Like it's a little secret inside the fan base. route or Scoots didn't even know that. This is probably the first time you've heard about that. Yeah, I didn't know. That- like, they, they tell you that in UK 101. That just like be on the lookout for that. It's something that we've experienced. It hits at like 97 percent, I think. That's that's how Scoots. Uh, that's how he became the <laughs> mayor of Hoosier Pleasureville. Well, no, it's a UK thing. So back off. That that was just because Scoots Stephen A. Smith said Sunday. He said Sunday night. What? That really? was the club. What? Yeah. I. I. He, I, 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 he I, said because you're, you're like gearing down. You're getting ready for the work week. You're you're sad. Sunday scaries have hit in. Um, no, but you, you know, think I, that I, would think you, be you, the best way to combat it? The Sunday scaries? But you could say that about, like, Monday, you know? Best way to combat it is to give yourself something to look forward to. I don't know. You've been uh,
0: drinking all day on Sundays? I, th- I feel like Sundays, it's open season. That's a terrible answer.
1: <laughs> also, white like, too, it's just a given that you've been drinking all day on Sundays.
2: <laughs> if Roush, it is crazy. Like sometimes when you, you know, I I don't listen to to pardon. I wish I could, just don't have enough time to listen to pardon my take. But like it is funny how in NFL cities, like the culture is get wrecked on Sundays. Oh yeah, yeah. I was listening Hank was too. talking about how he couldn't do college football because he couldn't drink both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, um,
1: Haley Minogue Which, said that when she, I was listening to their podcast, and when she lived in Mobile, that was their, Sunday was their Super Bowl. Like, it was just, everybody got wrecked at, like, 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Which, I mean, sounds like a good time, as long as you're, oh, you know, I've,
2: tucked in by, like, 9 p.m., you know? I've had Not my early. fair share of of some su- Sunday fun days, for sure. I mean, it, it is a good time, but then it does just make Monday insufferable. Even more so than it already is. Let's get to the the road love 5024.
1: 414-1450.
2: Got a lot of them. Which we love the Texers. We really do. Texer. Don't really know where we two, are. Two, two. Whiny media and fans. Cal skips out on media responsibilities. Why isn't he talking to us? Same whiny people. Cal is talking down to us. Why doesn't he just shut up?
1: Well, not me. Uh, I, I like Cal talking; makes my job a lot better.
2: I also like when he talks. Um, you know, I'm not going to nitpick every little thing Cal does. Just want, just want basketball to win, just like everybody else. Uh, did you hear about the tweak from Monday? What was yeah. there an additional tweak? Well, we found out what the tweak
1: was. Trey Mitchell just said, "Pass him the ball." just, oh. just yeah, it was sure. Trey Mitchell. Getting the ball and working good. the offense through him, which is, I like that because he's a good passer and he really can put stress on a defense because he's uh, such a mismatch
2: offensively. He's going to, I think Hunter Dickinson's already having nightmares having to stand out and guard Trey Mitchell on the perimeter. It's one thing that we, we as much as we talk about
1: how is Kentucky going to defend them, hey, they got to guard our guys too. They got to
2: guard our guys too. There is truth to that too. That like, when, and we'll we'll talk about this game Monday probably a little bit, definitely Tuesday for sure. But when Hunter Dickinson's going to have to step out and guard Trey Mitchell, that could help UK on offensive rebounds. Just yeah, I, you know, I don't think to a, to a huge degree, but that's going to help. And then will Hunter Dickinson have an offensive advantage on Trey Mitchell? Absolutely. But he it's much easier for UK to gang rebound on a missed four footer five-footer that Hunter Dickinson just puts too much touch on or doesn't get a clean look off of. Much easier to rebound on those than long rebounds. So while I do think Kansas is going to have an advantage on the glass with the style of play and the way that game's going to go, I don't think it's going to be as big as maybe it should. UK's really going to make Kansas get up and down, or at least should if Calipari can get the team to kind of run. If there's only a word he could yell on the sideline, Roush, any idea? Go! <laughs> Hashtag shadowban TJ in full force this morning, and Roush ain't having it. Had another person reach out saying that they were looking for me on Twitter, so still shadow banned It may be from my radio comments, potentially. potentially. Is the new texting system messy? Or what was that, Roush, sorry? Oh, I just yeah. said potentially. <laughs> uh is the new texting system messing over the podcast listeners? Like if I send some in from earlier in the week, do they get looked over for the people who text in during the show? Just wondering. No, I was just, I was locked out of the text line. Everything should be fine. Now you texted it in at the hour. We should get it in. There is always an exception or two. Um, sometimes we just miss them, sometimes we run out of time, sometimes things get too busy. There's a decent chance Monday show, like we won't get to every text over this weekend. There's a maybe a good chance of that, because we'll get plenty during the basketball game, we'll get even more during the football game, and then bada boom, bada bing, it's Monday morning, and it's time, it's showtime. A texter says, TJ, are they silly thoughts, because they're different from yours? That's exactly why. TJ, do you think smallpox and other vaccines are pointless? Uh, that's apples and oranges, but absolutely not. Although, Roush, there is like the CDC came out and said more people are rejecting just like all vaccinations. That's scary. That's not good. We don't need that because there are certainly very good vaccinations. Getting Reeves back was huge, and he'll be an extremely important player for us, but you can see the difference in athleticism and skill level between a fifth-year senior and guys that will be one and done. Yeah, Yeah, and these guys that have been playing college basketball for a blink of an eye are already better defenders than Antonio Reeves. I love Antonio Reeves. He plays a huge, huge, huge role on this team. But he, he should not be the focal point. There's a reason he's still in college basketball. Can you imagine DJ Wagner, Rob Dillingham in their fifth year of college basketball? No way, Jose. Yeah, and that's why,
1: like, the whole argument that you have to be old to win here. It's like, well, if they're really good, then they wouldn't still be in college basketball. You know, there's, 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 some, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, Texter on the Thorns' text line says, was really impressed with how Edwards looked and the flow of the offense. Looked engaged and confident in what he wanted to do. Solid shot selection, a good balance on his jumper. If he knocks down shots, will be very hard to beat. Uh, I'm with you. I just like seeing that. It's part of the the old meathead in me, TJ, where big guy, go get shots close to rim. Uh, But you also have to realize, too – I think to that texture's point, he didn't force a lot, which is good. Like that, that's something this team in general there there hasn't been a a lot of selfish play through Canada, you know, through the exhibitions, through one game now, and I, I expect you'll see more of that tonight. Another texture says, Cal calling it random basketball doesn't seem like a guy trying to take credit for an innovative scheme."
2: I heard Dan Issel have a take saying that, like random basketball was just a blanket statement to showcase that. Maybe it was Louie, Dan and Louie, over there on ESPN 680. Um, maybe it was Louie who said it. Like, he's using random to discredit that style of basketball. Like, he's no. just saying random, like, oh, it's just random basketball. It's Right? I think he's trying to, like – I think
1: he's trying to – use that tag to make it sound – like to actually put a label on it instead of just saying that nobody – like they don't run plays. Cal just rolls the ball out there.
2: I got you. Okay. That's, okay. A, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah, no, I, I just think it doesn't matter what you want to call it. This is going to be a guard-oriented team. The guards are going to be interchangeable. Call it whatever you want. Uh, don't they say in like marketing routes you got to do a rebrand every six or seven years? Positionless yep. equals now random. <laughs> yeah. This is the marketing change. It's like the big reveal, and it's now random. So that's where we're at with that. What do we got next? Uh, not sure how you deal with this stuff, Rouse. Oh, that's a am fun- I'm, I'm looking at betting picks, by the way, so I'm not on the text line at the exact moment. But, um, yeah, this was a funny stretch in the text line right here.
1: Yeah, Roush really has his head in the sand with this <laughs> Which, Yeah, I, I made that abundantly clear. Um, uh, TJ, do you like the cast for the challenge? It is funny that both of those texts are back, back-to-back. back
2: It sums up the text line. It sums up the opinions on all that stuff. And we don't want to make a point to do it. And next week, Roush will be much better. There's no election next week.
1: <laughs> TJ, do you like the cast for the challenge this season? It feels like not having a vet is a big missed opportunity. I get they, I get it. They want to do all only – all rookies, but there's a reason the views are at an all-time low. I mean, I don't have an. A, the views shouldn't matter as long as it's a good show. Like that should be independent. Like I, I'm like I'm the same way with the sports. If it's good, people will watch. So TJ, I think that's the question. It, is it good? Like are the people good, or is it just because they don't have winners? People just want to see know what they see what they know.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I I do think there's like a correlation causation on is it a good season views. Like, if it's a really good season, it's going to have good numbers. If it's a bad season, it's not crazy to have bad numbers. Now, that's not necessarily a perfect science. You can have really good views on something that's a bad product and vice versa, obviously. I I think they just – they want to keep churning this out because this show is a money maker for MTV and CBS, which I think owns MTV or at least has that partnership with them. It's a money maker, so they want to keep churning it out. But they maybe needed to have a season where they don't, they can't. You know, hey, we're giving you all a break. You all are going to have six months off, the regular people, and we're going to give these new people a shot to make a name for themselves. They're taking a chance on something. And aren't the, I haven't seen this week's episode, but aren't Vets going to be in? the season they're just going to be like doing the eliminations like they're going to be bosses basically like from a video game perspective but that being said they're, they're doing something new they're giving the other people a break and this is just kind of the cost of doing business when they're churning out seasons as much as they do so maybe they go back to where there's only like two a year and that's that um, mm-hmm. but otherwise if you don't like the season then don't watch and come back the next one and check back in and see if it's more your format that, that's okay too.
1: Uh, another texture says, LMAO, I literally just pictured Trevor on the ground screaming Bloody Mary to the top of his lungs for help. That alone is just so funny. <laughs> it is also, great. I, 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 especially, like, the legs up in the chair is how I imagine it, too. Where, like, they, it kind of kicks back. Yeah. Ah. Oh, Trevor. What a guy. He was texting me last night. Um, he he was excited for, for the goal game. Um, they really – the Rutherford show – Big glow game, guys.
2: Yeah, a very controversial glow game. Roush ripped it to start today's show. Go back and listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. A texter says, um, guys, can we just take the moment to fully discuss the pandemic? Talk about just a wild time. Do you guys agree with the decisions <laughs> made by the politicians during this time? Roll call. It's a funny text. Uh, a texter says, honestly. Honest question, why do both TJ and Roush go to Uval sporting events? They're our rival. Why support them in any way? I go as far to avoid watching their games or do b games on TV so they don't get the ratings. Genuinely curious. All right, first and foremost, you don't know how TV ratings
1: work then. Like, that's not that's not how they work. I don't think you're taking their rating away by not watching them. Secondly, for me, even before, like, I had the family thing and, like, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to watch Jeff coach and all that sort of stuff. Even before that – I don't. I don't go to many. I go to sporting events to work. It's very rare that I get to go to one to like just have fun and watch it. So that that's my big thing. And usually they're pretty fun. Last, it's normally TJ. I go for the bar like scene at UVal football games. But last night turned into a, a quality football game. It was, an, it was it was enjoyable to watch.
2: Yeah, um, my also we're married to people that are U of L fans, so just naturally you need to be a good husband from time to time, and it's fun going. Like, do you think our Roush and I have had sports around us our entire lives, and we can just like turn off a switch to not have a good time at a sporting event? It doesn't have to be our teams, I, and it doesn't even have to for me, Roush, to be like the party atmosphere. Although it's fun to go and have a beer. Like growing up as a kid, it just I wanted to be around more sports. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to watch more games in person. It was more fun. The experiences were great. Uh, the same applies to UofL, mm-hmm. and it's also a good time just kind of seeing their fans be miserable from time to time. Uh, the people watching is always a good time, but uh, they're having a good I'll- season this year, and they've they've had some good atmospheres, although the crowds have been light. I would also add that the culture here, it
1: isn't like Auburn, Alabama, where there's – if you go to an Auburn football game, you're not going to find a bunch of Alabama fans. But the culture here, I would wager that at least 10% of all fans at any given U.K. basketball or football game are Kentucky fans. I mean, there's just a lot of Kentucky fans that are going with other Louisville fans or they're – like, that's just – it's not – if you're from here it's not a big deal to go to the game no matter who you're cheering for uh some people wear uk stuff some do not i did see a guy in a uk sweatshirt who said that alabama is going to win by 60. so i didn't i didn't like that come on like you're gonna wear the uk shirt to the louisville game but you can't be more optimistic about the cats against crimson town come on dude
2: come on yeah yeah suck it buddy uh where are we at on the text line?
1: TJ, with the Miami atmosphere, you need to consider that the game is going to be played on a weekday instead of a Saturday like it was for Wall, North Carolina. People will be sober.
2: Yeah, but they served beer at Rupp Arena. And also, that I think that game at Rupp Arena was at a nooner. It was very early. maybe Maybe one – at the absolute latest, too, I know I keep going a little further back, but it was not that game did not start after 2 p.m. when UK played UNC. I camped out for that game. It was miserable. And we were like, all right, they, they wouldn't let you in until, like, five hours before the game or something like that. So we had to spend the whole night outside. It snowed. I, like, woke up with a blanket of, of a coat of snow on me like I was some Civil War ser- soldier doing a, a siege of a town or something like that. It was miserable. Uh, But the game was fun, and people are worked up about me saying this Miami game is going to have. First off, that UK UNC two thousand nine isn't even the best atmosphere at Rupp under Calipari, for what it's worth. That was an amazing one. It's definitely in the conversation. But I just symbolize that more of like, hey, you guys have kind of been overlooking Kentucky for a little bit. This uh, we're here. Look at this. We're back, baby. That's what that Miami game is going to be. Heck, maybe the Kansas game will do. Will be it? Maybe it'll be ahead of schedule. But I definitely think the one at Rupp Arena, the new court's going to be installed. I don't care what UK says; it's going to be ready for that game, and it's going to be just an absolutely bonkers atmosphere. Believe me or don't, but we'll find out in real time in a little bit. Uh, the
1: guy who asked about the Louisville game said that he went against his personal rule after the 2-7 and seven Cavaliers tied the ball game. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, can't wait to absolutely pulverize the spread when we play UVL. They're going to be another pick with Kentucky, and it's going to once again be a f- massive financial opportunity. UVL oh, almost yeah. losing to Virginia is beyond humiliating. What losers?
2: Yeah, I will probably be going heavy on the Cats. That's been financially great for us over the last four years or us, it's right? right it really has been. It made me
1: a sports gambler, basically. All the money I've won betting Kentucky against the Louisville.
2: Keontae Goodwin's mom passing is very sad. Thoughts and prayers of that young man, and I hope he thrives and succeeds wherever he ends up next. Well said, Texter, and our thoughts very and prayers said. are also with the Goodwin family. We'll be interested to see what lineup looks like tonight versus Commerce. Wouldn't mind seeing – oh, you already read that one, Roush, I think – um, um oh no, no. I okay, Wouldn't mind seeing some four, heck, five guards on the court at the same time and pushing the pace just to see what happens, especially with how bad Commerce is. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how Commerce plays. Like, are you going to try to minimize your beatdown? Or are you going to try to work on yourself? Try to work on yourself and let us have a 60-point win. It'll be good for everybody.
1: Uh, one texter says, Plummer is so bad. Is this the Louisville team we're supposed to be scared of? If you're scared... Just going to church. Go to church. Um.
2: Another Texter says, John here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks. You too, John. Boys, glad to be listening this morning. I'm uh, glad to be listening this morning. Excuse me. I have some rough news. My best friend, since we were kids, is getting ble- just, they didn't put but I'm just assume getting married Saturday at two. About 30 minutes away from the stadium. If the game was at any other time than noon, I'd be there. I'm usually with Nick on liking early games, but I would have taken any other time than noon. I'm torn up about it. Oh, that's a bummer. Scoot, any
0: advice? Uh, maybe skip Skip the the wedding. wedding. Yeah, skip the wedding. That's the only only sensible thing to do here.
1: Actually, I'm pretty sure that might be Dylan Bauer, too, because he was telling me about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: that's tough, Dylan.
0: And 30 minutes
2: away too makes it tough. Where you can you could go tailgate.
1: I think he's also the best man, and the other guy was the best man in his wedding. So uh, yeah, it's like, you're, you're, you're you're hose, buddy. Yeah, you That's know, right, maybe, you'll have a good time. Maybe it'll be good luck, and you know what? If just make it, put it upon yourself that if the cats win, it's because you aren't there.
2: Some people would say a two o'clock wedding in the year twenty twenty three is 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 a little strange. Some pe- uh-huh. I'm not saying. I'm saying. I'm just saying. Some people would say well, that, Scoots. That's that's how the Catholic
1: church rolls, though, and a lot of – like, if you're getting married in a church, they usually make you do it early. Because oh, and, really yeah, and it's ever, Catholic? I've some early, Probably. I've been to some early ones.
2: I've been to some early ones, but, like, I've also been to Catholic ones at four and five. Yeah,
1: but I'm, if it's true if it's a very traditional sort of church, they're, they're more likely to go early um, for that reason. So they'll still have, like, their 5 o'clock Saturday mass or whatever.
2: A Texer says the Louisville Cardinals are still nationally ranked. How does that make you losers feel? Go Cards. Go Krogering. We'll see what that little number does next to your name and during the Governor's Cup, buddy. Uh, the big we they debate.
1: I say we mostly. Feels weird to call my team they. The other team is they. Uh, I just I'm big on. Uh, It's just the professionalism during the broadcast. For for what it's worth, who
0: cares? Yeah, for what it's worth, I do not care about fans. Fans can be we all they want, but a broadcaster should never be a we. What about us, Scoots, on radio? That's you all can be wees as well. That's fine. But if you're if you're broadcasting the game, it should never be a we. What about when
2: I was doing Louisville City games? Like Louisville City is physically paying my paychecks.
0: Yeah, that's a little different. I feel like there are certain situations you can be biased and use wee, well, but you shouldn't.
1: Okay, so Scoots is showing a little wiggle room. He has no spine because well, Cameron no. Mills is definitely getting paid by UK as well.
2: A lot of gray area with Scoots rules there. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, uh, do, 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 It would it be...
1: Dark an hour earlier, if we were on Central Time, not worth it. A decent point there.
2: That's why I try to make mine more just about daylight saving time necessarily. Than, can you imagine Central Time? Holy smokes, that would be horrible. Uh, Shout uh, out to our, our our folks in Western Kentucky. Uh, that's, that's miserable.
1: Billy Big Blue says, nothing makes me more horny than getting home from church.
2: <laughs> well, that's actually... If Roush. you've heard of the term, the church, you know what? Yep. Let's
1: uh, move on. Final text before our picks. Any chance we do a, a post-game Twitter space to get through the basketball game text? That says, that's from Mook. Uh,
2: um, Well, I always thought about doing, like, a post-game Twitter space show, but then I also think about that I wouldn't be paid for it. Um so, right. so it's and, like, you know, I, and I just couldn't make a commit. I don't know if I could do the commitment to do it every game. But like maybe after the Kansas game, I don't know. Something
1: uh, fun happens. It's
2: usually dependent yeah. on something fun happening. All right, Scoots had a three and zero week last week, folks. Gosh. He was absolutely on fire. We we were very proud of him. Um, but he is still losing. I'm your leader at nineteen and eleven with twenty five points. Scoots is a game back in the standings at eighteen and twelve, but he's got twenty three points, so two back in points. Roush had a good week, two in one week. He's 13-15 and two pushes for 17 points, eight off the lead. I'll go first. Give me Kansas given three-and-a-half at home versus Texas Tech. They'll win that game by a touchdown. Kansas, uh, I think their coach is maybe sniffing around some other jobs, but they're having kind of a a fun season. It continues with an easy.
1: Oh, yeah, he might go somewhere. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking Lance Lopold, the other guy, but, yeah.
0: I think Tom. Uh, Okay, I think Colorado comes back to life this week. I don't think they win, but I really like the hook. So, give me Colorado plus ten and a half against Arizona.
1: Arizona, the Cougs have been – the Wildcats have been hot. Super-duper hot. I'm – I've I've been betting Iowa unders, 28's too low, but I do just think they're going to win at home against Rutgers. So, Iowa minus one. Give me the Hawks.
0: More on that
2: game I like that one. Oh, Ooh. against against Rutgers. Scooch, that Colorado game, I think, is going to be like an 11 or 10 a.m. kickoff local time out there. Perfect. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for you, but uh, just of note. I'm going Auburn, Arkansas, over 48, I think. Uh, oh, gross. Oh. oh, no. Points on points on points. Go ahead and take the over in that one. Um yeah, I feel solid about it. Scooch, what's what's your second
0: one? I told you you'd hear more on the Iowa game in a bit. That time is right now. Under 28, it's too low. They can't go low enough, although I do think this one may go over. I'm still going to ride with the under 28. <laughs>
2: it was good to you last week. All right, so that's under 28. Rouse, your second one before the locks of the week? Michigan, minus 4.5. Our has been
1: really good against James Franklin. 7-2
2: and two against the
1: spread in the last nine. I just think they're a better team. I'm also contemplating the under here. I think it'll be a low-scoring slobber knocker.
2: Uh, Go ahead and give me lock of the week, BYU plus eight. It's just too many points at home against Iowa State, traveling uh, halfway across the country for a game that's going to kick off very, very late. I'm not sure how much they're going to be totally into it. I think BYU may win outright, but eight, Plus 8, too many points. Cyclones don't cover. BYU, plus 8. Lock it up. Scoots?
0: About 40 seconds here. I'm going to go with under 42, Northwestern and Wisconsin, as my lock. Oklahoma
1: State, minus 2.5 versus UCF. Cowboys get it done on the road.
2: So, were they playing UCF? Yes. Yes. Okay, uh, predictions no for UK. UK wins by forty tonight, and then I think Kentucky loses a close one to Alabama. We'll tweet out the predictions, Uh Roush will have it on one of his sixteen other websites. Everybody have a good weekend. Thank you, Or shows. A Everybody have a good point. weekend. Thanks for all the texts into the show this week. This is Kentucky Roll Call, From Big Ooh, X Sports Radio. No. <laughs>